What's up, everyone? This is Justin Van Portfleet, and I'm here with a brand new kind of format to the podcast channel. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some movie news that's happening. So I think I'm going to call this Movie Thoughts um, with the Movie Buff Bros. And periodically, whenever you know a topic hits me, something becomes interesting or um, you know kind of becomes a, a large story or piques my interest... I'm going to come in and give you my thoughts um, and start the discussion, start the conversation. So today, um, I wanted to talk about something that is super, super important to the movie industry and something that has really formed and morphed and developed um, over this kind of COVID period over the last year and a half into a behemoth and, and something that not only movie theaters are going to have to deal with, but movie studios and actors and actresses. So um, that is the streaming service. So there's two stories that I want to look at in particular, and I'll give you a brief history in case you're not familiar. Um, the first story is the uh, Scarlett Johansson v. Disney drama that's kind of happening in the marketplace right now. Um, if you're not familiar... Scarlett Johansson uh, starred in a Black Widow movie. And the box office to that movie was so-so. I, I don't think it was, you know, blowing anyone's socks away, but I think it performed fairly well um, for the time that we're in, in the COVID time and the amount of people that are going to theaters. But the issue was that Scarlett Johansson made a certain percentage of the profits on the movie based on the box office. Well, she made that money and Disney sent her that money. The issue is that they also put this movie on premiere access on Disney plus. So members of Disney plus were able to buy that movie at $30 a pop, watch it at their home. And Scarlett Johansson was like, well, that I should get a percentage of that money as well because those are technically ticket sales and you might be calling it something else and they might be at home, not a theater, but like those are people that paid to watch my movie and they paid to watch it because of me, right? Without Scarlett Johansson, there is no Black Widow movie, which is fair. Disney said, no way. That's totally separate. That wasn't part of your contract. It wasn't part of your deal. Um, they had written her deal before Disney Plus was even a thing, right? It was only theatrical was the idea um, because this movie has been kind of like bounced around for, for years and um, the date of release has been pushed back, I think, at least a full year from when it was supposed to go. So all that being said, you've got an actress who feels like she's owed money by a studio and a studio who's kind of hiding behind this new streaming service as a kind of moral and contractual gray zone. So that's the first story. To me, I think, you know, I obviously believe that Disney, Disney should be paying Scarlett Johansson for the money that they made on the movie. If they made a agreement that she was going to get an X amount of the profits, then she needs to get X amount of the profits, period. It doesn't matter if you're selling it on the side of the road, if you're selling it in a movie theater at people's homes, um, that's money that's owed to that actress. Because like I said earlier, 
no Scarlett Johansson equals no Black Widow movie, period. You can't argue that. Um, or at least not a successful Black Widow movie like they had there. They can definitely recast and on and on. I get that. But what I think is more interesting now is, one, actors and studios who have contracts in place in movies that were shot with the understanding that it was going to theaters, that they were going to get paid based on box office numbers for those movies. And now companies, and Disney is, is the first one to get dinged with this, but I have a feeling they won't be the last, that are kind of hiding behind these streaming services and saying, oh, well, it's not really part of the conversation. That's not really part of your contract. So I'm hoping that this story has kind of sparked a good debate in the movie industry and that studios are really looking at this as an added revenue. I also think Disney is in a unique position because where um, our next story is going and the next company we're going to talk about is um, Warner Brothers and HBO. They don't charge as of yet, although I think that might be changing. They might be... um, adding a premiere access. But as of now, they have not charged per movie like Disney is doing. Um, so Disney charging per movie is like a very straightforward, this is how much money we made on this movie, period. Like it's very hard to argue that. Um, and where I think Scarlett Johansson has even more of a case is you don't have to split that money with anyone, Right. Like in a movie theater situation, the movie theater sells a ticket. Let's just call it $20, although I think that's high. But, you know, for the sake of argument, they sell it for they sell a movie ticket to the consumer for $20. They maybe keep 10 of that. 10 of that goes to Disney. And if they promise Scarlett Johansson two out of the 10 that they're getting, well, that's pretty straightforward math, but it's a small percentage of what the movie started at, right? In a Disney Plus situation, they're charging $30 for someone to view the movie, but they don't have to split it with anyone. Disney is providing the movie to you so they can recoup their money a lot faster through Disney Plus because it's 100% generated in their own pocket universe. So again, very interesting My thoughts on this are twofold. One, studios need to continue to support and stand behind their directors, their actors, their people who are producing and creating the movie. They need to hold to those contracts and operate in good faith. To me, this comes down to Disney's not operating in good faith. And I don't know if this is kind of um, a Dr. Evil situation where it's Bob Chapek, although I think he's catching a lot of um, the heat for this. He certainly could clear it up pretty quickly if he felt so inclined. But, or if this is more of a, the Disney lawyers think they can pull a fast one or, or kind of set the standard for the industry. Um, but in my belief, they really have to stand behind the contracts in good faith meaning that if the next 
big thing is like a Spotify like streaming thing where, you know, people are only watching movies in six second clips or, you know, I don't know what's going on. But like, you know, if that's the case and you're charging people $15 to see half the movie, it doesn't matter. That is the percentage that you need to pay them on that $15. So um, Scarlett Johansson's hopefully going to be getting a big payday. And I think it's an important fight because what happens here will definitely be setting the standard for other studios and other companies um, as we continue to explore this kind of weird new world we're in. Um, The second streaming story is, um, again, super, super interesting in another conversation that that kind of circles this, um, this topic of like, how do you support a movie through streaming or through theaters? And where is the industry going? Uh, Two weekends ago, on the 6th of August, Suicide Squad dropped. And if you haven't listened to my review already, very top level. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was um, a good time and really a return to excellent filmmaking on the DC standpoint. So it wasn't my favorite movie that's ever existed, but it was great. They launched this movie to a pretty sad opening weekend. Um, the I have the box office numbers here. $26.5 million in the opening weekend. And comparing that to the original Suicide Squad, which was not a great movie, um, but it's, you know, similar marketing, similar um, rollout, that kind of thing. $133 million opening weekend. So um, that's a huge gap. I mean, it's over a $100 million difference. And for a studio that obviously has to pay these big stars lots of money, I mean, Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena, um, you know, Sylvester Stallone, who played um, who played the uh, the King Shark. It's just really, really crazy. So I think that they're in a situation now where Warner Brothers is underwater. So. They're, they're taking a look at this, and the big argument from people who are paying attention is, well, yeah, you had Suicide Squad, and you put it on the same day it launched in theaters, you put it on HBO Plus or HBO Max, where people can sit on their couch and watch the movie. And I have to admit, that's how I watched the movie, right? Um it's a hard choice for people to make. And I get that movie theaters are fun. I'm, you know, one of the number one um, viewers that I know of movies in theaters. I used to go very frequently with my uh, AMC premiere pass. And I used to go all the time. And I used to, you know, see movies by myself, see movies with friends, buy tickets for friends so that they would go with me. Um, but if you're telling me that my options are to see a movie that I really want to see one, get up, get in my car, drive 10 minutes down the road. And I'm lucky cause it's close, but drive 10 minutes down the road, pay 15, 16, $18, depending on how I'm seeing it. Right. With 
Dolby and IMAX and that kind of stuff. Um, also pay for popcorn at six bucks a bag or whatever the crazy price is. Then I need a water, you know, that, and then go into the theater, sit next to people I don't know during a global pandemic and watch a movie that I may or may not like. Or sit on my couch, which I'm probably already doing, turn on the movie and enjoy for free for for a cost that I've already incurred that I would be incurring anyways. Or for the situation of a lot of people, the cost that someone else has incurred and they've got the password to the HBO Max, you know, thing. I, I think that puts the movies in a really bad spot. I think some people are still going to say, hey, I'm a really big fan of DC and James Gunn, and I'm going to go see this in theaters. And this is a movie. I hear this all the time. Um, this is a movie that deserves to be seen in a theater. Eh, okay. That happens. There are some movies that deserve to be seen in theaters that are better in theaters. I would say overall, the movie experience for almost every movie is better in theaters with an audience that's excited and enthusiastic. But the cost benefit isn't there. And so what do studios do when they get into a situation where they have a movie that's great, that they're having really high um, reviews on, that people are excited about, and they still flop at the box office like this? I mean, they have to kind of look at that. My hope is that they see that and they adjust and they say, okay, we're going to put this movie out. We're going to put it in theaters. We're going to give it 45 days to kind of gestate and, and everyone who really wants to see the movie will go see it in theaters like they used to. And then we'll bring it um, to the rest of the audience. Right. I think that's great. And that's the conversation that's being had. And I think the theaters are really pushing for this because this affects their bottom line as well. Um, but on the other hand, I'm worried because studios are, are money-making machines first, art second, or maybe even third under publicity and, and awards, right? Art is probably third, fourth, fifth on the list of importance for a studio at, at this point. My fear is that they go down the route of okay, well, then we're going to charge you to watch it at home too. And so you're going to have a choice between paying, like Disney, $30 to watch it on your couch or $20 to go see it in the theaters. And then they're making money on both sides. So I hope you can see why these two stories I thought were kind of connected and kind of interesting to talk about together. Um, I think that we're jumping off into a, point with movies that could be really great or could be really scary. Um, I think the more you commoditize art and you commercialize art, the harder it is to get really good art. Um, if you're so worried about how much money you're going to make or how you can market this or um, how you can really squeeze the most amount of dollars out of a movie like Suicide Squad or Black Widow, you stop thinking about like, how do you make the best movie? How do you really drive um, people to enjoy it? Um, 
yeah, if art is third or fourth on the list of priorities for the studio, people enjoying the movie is like 10th. I mean, if as long as you buy a ticket and you sit there, they don't really care if you enjoy the movie or not. The director does. The actors do. The people who are involved in making the thing care. But I'm getting really worried about the movie industry with the way that the studios are at. And I don't really want to rant on my guy, Bob Chapek, because I'm sure he's lovely in person, but the decisions he's making now and very evidently by the Scarlett Johansson conversation are money first decisions. And I, people are defending, oh, well, it's a pandemic and they lost all this money and they got to claw back and whatever. I understand, right? I get that. But that's not how it's being communicated. That's not how it's being told to the public. That's not how they're acting. There's no end date in sight. This is the new normal everyone was talking about last March and April, right? Like, oh, this is the new normal. No, no. The new normal in the movie business is claw as much money as you can and screw over anyone who's in that way. If it's your audience because they don't like the movie or they don't feel like the product's very good or if it's the actors that feel like they're owed money that they provided a service and weren't adequately paid or funded for that or a director who... Um, doesn't get their vision executed in the way that they shot and, and thought about it in the first place. I think to add a third story to this conversation, this is a while back and I think has been s- since fixed. But the talk was that they were going to release Dune in on HBO Max day and date. And the industry went nuts. I mean, Dune has the opportunity to be one of the best science fiction movies ever. Like, I think from what I'm hearing, and I've had a couple, um, you know, inklings, I've had a couple people kind of like say that that are in the know that I've heard and listened to. No one's talking to me directly. But a couple of these people who are in the know and have contacts in the know are saying that this could be on the level of Star Wars, on the level of Avatar, on the level of, um, you know, I'll say Star Trek. I think they're probably at the bottom of that list. But like from a science fiction standpoint, I think this could be a huge turning point in the genre. And I think very excitingly so. And HBO was just going to throw it on HBO Max. That's fine. It's not the director's vision. And I think, you know, we love movies because it's art. And we love movies because it's an escape. And we love movies because they tell stories and make you feel emotions and that kind of stuff. I don't watch movies because I want to make sure that the studio makes enough money back (laughs) that they'll make another one or whatever, like, or that they can adequately pay Scarlett Johansson. Like, and I think the the consumer's priorities 
and the creator's priorities are not in line with the studios anymore. And I think them owning their own streaming service are, are really showing those colors, right? So anyways, I think that that's all I got to say on that. I really appreciate you listening to this first episode. It's a little bit of a longer one. It's, you know, over 20 minutes. But I had a good time kind of, um, you know, word vomiting my thoughts here. And I hope I hope you enjoy. So if you have any comments, let me know. Um, happy to hear your thoughts. And go out and enjoy a movie in the theaters. Um, you know, watch it on your streaming services in your own comfort or your own home. Um, but at the end of the day, enjoy it because movies are supposed to be fun. Um, but these are these are just some of my thoughts. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, I will catch you next time with some of my movie thoughts.